Hey, I'm Dave. And a fun fact about me is that I'm Kate's producer for The Daily Dollop. Kate's taken a well-earned break this week, so we thought we'd go back into the archives and reheat some of the most downloaded episodes over the last year. So enjoy The Daily Dollop Reheated. Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. of The Daily Dollop, I'm going to talk about calorie counting and whether it's the best way to lose weight. I'm going to discuss the pros and cons of such an approach so that you can make the best decision for you moving forward. Well, welcome back to The Daily Dollop, everyone. It's so amazing to be on the air again. What a break it's been. I hope you guys have had a great break. Stoked to be back. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Kate Freeman and I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. And today's episode is all about calories, you know, those pesky little gremlins that sew your clothes tighter at night. Do you know that meme that I'm talking about? And I think, you know, unfortunately due to the memes, like I've mentioned above, and years of diet culture and counting calories and points is that I often meet people that are scared of calories or they're scared of high calorie food um, and they're just not really seeing calories for what they really are, which is simply a unit of measurement of the energy for the body. And you need energy to stay alive. It's super important. You can't not eat. You, You need calories. You need energy for your body to function it's just that we're, we're faced with some challenges in our current environment when it comes to our health in that our body is expending less energy than it used to. So we're, we're doing more sitting and less physical activity and combine that with the fact that we're surrounded by really energy dense food, food that's easy to overeat, that tastes delicious. And every time we have a social occasion or see someone or do something, there's food involved, right? And so it just means that there's this this energy mismatch because we don't need as much energy for our bodies anymore due to less activity, but we're, we're surrounded by food all the time. But I just want to talk a bit more about calories. Let's just nerd out for a second here into some biochemistry. Bear with me. But Calories are just an estimation of the energy that food contains. It's actually not an exact science. And so let's just talk about food for the moment. So food is carbon-based. So that means that it's made from molecules of carbon that are joined together. So carbs, fats and proteins are all primarily composed of carbon atoms that have bonds between the carbons. Now there's some hydrogen and some oxygen and in the case of protein, there's some nitrogen thrown in there. But the bonds between these carbon elements are full of chemical energy and our body actually breaks these bonds apart in metabolism to release that energy and then we store it in another molecule called ATP and that this 
then makes this chemical energy available to every cell and function in that cell in the body. It's so cool. So cool. And so the energy available to our body um, for this process of metabolism actually depends on the types of foods that we eat, the different macronutrients that the food contains, so fats, proteins, or carbohydrates, how those macronutrients are digested and absorbed, the amount of fiber, other nutrients. It's, It's quite a complex process. And so when we are looking at the calorie amount on a food label, this number is just an estimate because it's actually based on food going into a calorimeter and being set on fire and the energy released by the burning food is measured by how much it heats some water that's suspended above it. Like, yeah, there's, there's some differences there. There's some subtle differences there between, you know, the, the burning of calories in a calorimeter and the body using calories. And so a calorie is, is actually a unit of energy defined as the amount of heat needed to raise a quantity of water by one degree of temperature. Now, the main reason that I'm telling you this is because I want you to understand that calories and the energy needs of your body and the energy content of food is important. Absolutely important. I believe you do need to know how much food is right for you to eat. However, you just need to know that the measurement of calories in food and what we're seeing on the label isn't an exact science and we shouldn't solely focus on calories as the main gauge of a healthy diet. Because what we choose to eat is just as important as how much we eat. And so I think, you know, when it comes to looking at social media and what we read about in the news and different diets out there, oh, is there so much woo? So much woo. Did you miss the woo? I've missed talking about woo. And, and in terms of, I think, woo on this topic – there are lots of opinions from, you know, various weight loss experts in inverted commas, you know, and they all have different thoughts and opinions about this, but they seem to either be in one of two camps in terms of touting the best, the best for weight loss um, or healthy eating. And so your first camp is calorie counting camp. And so, you know, your traditional diets in this camp are weight watchers. So you're counting points, but these points are based on the calorie value of food. There's just a different um, set of units to use instead of calories. Michelle Bridges was traditionally and typically a a calorie-controlled and counting diet, 1,200 calories, 1,500 calories, et cetera. And, you know, there are often sort of different calorie-controlled diets out there like the Fast 800. We eat 800 calories a day. You know, different shred-fat-fast plans from your local personal trainer at the gym is often very strictly calorie controlled, etc. And, you know, within calorie counting, you then get people who are counting their macros, so counting their carbs and their proteins and their fats. And anyway, but what's happening is, is when we're thinking about calorie counting is we're not actually thinking about what we're eating, which then leads me to camp number two, which is whole food camp. Now over in whole food camp, we'll find clean eaters, 
and the clean eating movement sort of rise and fell a few years ago. It, it's certainly nowhere near as common a phrase that you hear. Um, but clean eating is all about what you eat, no calorie counting, you know, whole minimally processed foods, not in a packet, you know, avoiding preservatives and additives and things like that. You know, different – the paleo diet is very much whole food camp in terms of it's just focusing on what you eat with very little emphasis on how much. And and basically just any other like program or philosophy that's like forget about the calories, you know, don't think about how much you eat, just eat real food. And the thing that bothers me about this is it's like you have to be one or the other when I actually think – we need to have an awareness of both things. So let's just look at the pros and cons of those two thought patterns. Calorie counting pro. There's some pros with this. You know, on the on this hand, calorie counting obviously allows you to strategically create an energy deficit, which is the only way to lose weight. And you, you pick a calorie intake level that is less then the amount of energy that your body is expended, you stick to it. And if the deficit that you created is significant and you stick to it consistently and for long enough, you will lose weight regardless of the types of foods that you choose. And that's 100% true. Now, sometimes people might be like, oh, but I calorie counted for two weeks and nothing happened. The, the energy deficit needs to be significant. So it needs to be big enough to actually push your body to start accessing fat stores. It needs to be consistent. So it needs to happen pretty much every day and it needs to be maintained long-term. Two weeks is by no means enough. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is that they give up way too early because they haven't got results. When it is happening, it's just much slower than um, yeah, what is ideal or what they want really, actually. And so, you know, the idea with calorie counting is that you can eat your chocolate every day. So long as you don't go over your calorie quota, you'll achieve your goal. So one of the the problems with calorie counting is that it doesn't take into account food quality and nutrition. So vitamins, minerals, fiber. And so, you know, with calorie counting, there can be this tendency to reach for less nutritious foods, like a cheesecake, for example, but then we, we put that cheesecake into our calorie counter and find that it contains so much energy that we can't eat our next scheduled meal because we've already hit our quota for the day, which is fine um, so long as it happens only occasionally. But then what happens is, is that many people actually fall into the trap of regularly choosing high calorie, low nutrient foods, which then can push out nutritious foods. And, you know, if you're only focusing on energy and not really thinking about what you're eating, then you you are going to be lacking in some things because of the nature you are restricting your calories. So you're not eating much food overall, which can put you at risk of nutrient deficiency if it carries on long enough. So if we move over to whole foods and, and thinking about this approach, the pros of this approach is that it's definitely a more popular one because certainly most people don't like to be told to restrict their eating. You know, it's nice to just be able to eat as much as you like. You know, it's and it's based on the premise that whole foods will nourish your body, which will help you live in better health. It 
it will help you lose more weight effectively because it's actually helping you feel full and manage your appetite better. So it's harder to overeat. All true. Good nutrition. You've got vitamins, minerals, fiber, um, and you're getting good variety. You're choosing minimally processed foods um, whenever possible. It's great. It's a great um, approach to take. Some of the cons of just sticking to this approach is that some whole foods, so very nutritious, can be very energy dense. So this means that they contain a high amount of energy for a small volume of food. Things like nuts, um, seeds and their oils, fatty fish like salmon, avocados, olives, some fruit, especially dried fruit, can have you know some energy in there which you can overeat. But don't stop eating those foods because they're highly nutritious and I'm not highlighting them because they're bad. I'm just highlighting them as whole food options that are more energy dense that you still need to be mindful of. And I have met so many people over the years who are like, I don't eat any crap. I don't eat any junk food. Rah, rah, rah. I eat whole foods, but I'm not losing weight. And it's just purely because they haven't taken into account the fact that they still need to create an energy deficit and and have some awareness of the calorie or energy value of food and whether that's right for their body. So my approach to this whole issue is that you actually can't have one without the other. You know, I want to go in the middle camp, which is we have a really well-rounded view of our nutrition in that we know how much we need to eat and we know what to eat and and the knowledge of those two things coming together and helping us choose food every day. And so we do need to build our diet out of minimally processed or whole foods first. But if we don't manage our energy intake and have some awareness of that, we won't achieve weight loss um, or we still may be putting on weight. Now you're less likely to put on weight with a nutritious whole foods based diet but it's still definitely possible if you're not paying attention to the energy value of the foods that you're choosing and so you know creating um, an energy deficit is proven to be the only way to lose weight Um, and calorie counting is one way that you do that but if you don't choose good quality foods you may become malnourished you may find it difficult to stay full and satisfied so it's just finding the balance between the two So my recommendations is, you know, focus on what to eat by choosing, you know, lots of veggies, some fruit, you know, whole nuts are a good option, legumes, some whole grains, some nice unprocessed um, meat or dairy foods, etc. Right. But but then also just getting some either education or some awareness around your energy needs if weight loss in particular is your goal. So I want to talk really quickly about sort of two key meals. I'm going to link to an article I wrote on this topic in the show notes so you can see the image that I'm going to describe to you now. But it's basically a a whole foods meal and a processed foods meal. So the whole foods meal has a legume salad with feta and avocado, some chicken breast, and then a big side salad of baby spinach, tomato, and cucumber. It's 500 calories, 52 grams of protein, 15 grams of fiber, and high amount of nutrients, so vitamins and minerals. Then we've got our processed food meal, which is a piece of white bread with butter, a sausage, 
just one sausage, and then, you know, about half a cup of um, store-bought coleslaw. Also 500 calories of energy, but only 18 grams of protein, 4.8 grams of fiber, and much lower nutrients. So a calorie-controlled meal, but much lower volume and much less nutrition. And so, you know, the the more filling choice, the more nutrient-dense choice is the first meal. Um, and that's the one that's going to help you maintain a healthy weight long term. Does that mean you can never eat the sausage? Of course not. You can eat the sausage meal if you want to, but it's just being mindful of the fact that you might want to have two sausages or two slices of bread and end up consuming more energy. So just knowing what is right for you and then making a choice on that is vital. I know so many people that are frustrated by the fact that healthy eating is really hard to stick to, especially if they've spent so many years trying diet after diet and meal plan after meal plan. And I've just found, you know, after 16 years as a nutritionist, that at the end of the day, I believe that healthy eating is a skill. And so I created a unique program that helps people develop the skill of healthy eating. It combines micro learning, support, behavior change principles, right at your fingertips. And so instead of sticking to a diet, you are encouraged to change your behavior one habit at a time, as well as also delivering you heaps of achievable, practical nutrition advice, lots of recipes, food inspiration, things like that. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Well, that's it for the show today. If you're liking what you're hearing, give me a review. Leave some five stars there. I would super love that. Share this podcast with a friend and we'll see you next time.